Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. On a fabulous Friday, we'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching our show and all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. And Cap, it's good to see you. You survived the Windy City Bulls. I survived barely Evansville, Indiana, and we're back together again. There you go. I had the Windy City Bulls with Mark Shinovsky last night out at the Now Arena in Hoffman States. Had a lot of fun. I did Valpo Bradley on Wednesday. You had Evansville UIC. Oh, boy. And now we're back together again. Now, CCAP, here's the thing. Now, this, there's something to be said about travel, especially modern travel. It wasn't like our parents back in the day. If you want to take a trip to Florida or a trip, take a trip down south, you're getting in the station wagon, you're getting in the van, and you're driving. And you're driving for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And what's your entertainment? Not your telephone, not your cell phone. No, no. You know what you have? You've got music. The old, or the old radio. Whatever dad has because he's the one driving, you got the old radio. If you want to listen to news talk or if you want to be able to listen to music, he had the radio, he had the steering wheel. He did. Here in 2023, you can travel any way you want to. You can get on the train if you want to. You can fly. I mean, modern technology is terrific, especially when it comes to travel. Or you could travel sleeper bus like I did, the old sleeper bus. And people say, what's that? Well, that's a sardine can with like little areas where people could be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. So nothing like traveling with a bunch of seven-footers trying to find their way to kind of butter themselves into the old sleeper bus, trying to get themselves in a compartment. Of course... They're all athletic, and they can be able to slide anyway. And then there's me. <laughs> then there's me, okay? So the good old J-Hood. And I said, you know what? There's no way I'm going to be able to get back in time for the show yesterday morning. Because we're leaving Evansville, Indiana. And of course, we win the game because Evansville's bad. So we beat Evansville. And so we're leaving about mm, 10, 15. That's a long trip. Yeah. You might as well, say, you might as well just say. Five hours. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on bus a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> With the old big wheels ro- uh, turning, Mal. Pal, let me tell you, that's about six hours. And I saw the picture you sent to me of one of the trips with the sleeper compartments. I'm like, okay, I'm five foot, eight and a half. Yes. I would struggle in those compartments. You or a seven foot? No shot. Cap. I'm in there, right? And we have a driver name. We'll just call her Trouble. Okay? She's got blue hair mixed with a little blonde hair. And she's there, and she's like, hey, guys, we're going to have a great time. I said, oh, God. As soon as she spoke, I said, we're going to be in trouble here. Because she's like, we're going to have a good time. She's high-piving the players as they come on the bus. I said, okay, 
Here we go. Yeah, just Here drive we go. the bus. We just want you to just drive, pal. Just keep it on the road, right? Correct. We know it's a long trip. It's six hours, six, six and a half hours. Correct. Cap, let me just tell you something. It's nothing like being on that couch. Someone says, ah, you know, I can get on one of these, you know, one of these compartments. I'll sleep up top. And, I, you know, Kenny Williams, all six foot of them, says, I'll sleep up top. All right, no problem. And then you got me. You know, I'm not going to climb my big ass up there. You think I'm going to get in one of those compartments? No shot. There's no shot. There's no way I can get in there. So I'm sleeping on the, um, on the old sofa right behind the driver. Cap, let me just tell you something. You get on the old sofa, and it's not comfortable like your own bed, right? You sleep, sleep on your back or sleep on your side. It's not like being at home or in a nice hotel. Right. Not the same thing. No, Cap, you know, there's me, and I'm trying to sleep on my side. Of course, she's making the old wide turns. Trouble. Making the big wide turns. I got my hand on, on the floor of this bus so I won't roll over and, and, and fall down. Wow. Like the whole time. Real relaxing. I, yeah, try, try, yeah, nothing like feeling like you're just going to roll over and fall on your face off the couch over onto the floor. So I'm just holding on as much as I can. Right hand there just to hold myself because if I go over, it's an avalanche. Anyone else falls, just fall. Me? Avalanche. <laughs> All of this going, oh, God! <laughs> right to the floor. <laughs> Cap. I can't have that, man. Can't have the avalanche falling in. I couldn't do that. So nothing like nothing says comfort. Like getting on one of these sleeper buses and feeling like you're going to fall the entire time. With trouble, by the way. And I'm not. There's a little something strange about that. And driver. it's raining. Oh, freezing boy. rain. Boy. Now you go from 73 degrees, and it was in Evansville somehow. It's like wow, it was beautiful. And you're starting to travel, man. It gets colder and colder and colder. And by the way, nothing like a six-hour bus trip with a draft. Draft. Cold draft. I don't mean like beer draft. I'm talking about you can hear, feel the cold air coming out underneath the bus, onto the bus. Comfortable. Yeah, sounds it. That's the road trip, pal. That's what you got to deal with. Fun. When and you, you young kids want to be broadcasters. <laughs> hey, hey, is that, hey, I love being with the team and love that we were able to win the game. But just the other side of it. Okay, so you are at Evansville. I was at Valparaiso Wednesday night. Bradley wins. Yes. I get a call. I called you immediately. Yes. I get a call at like 12 o'clock. I'm working out. Yellow. And then I'm going to drop. Yellow. Yellow. Uh, Cap, don't leave yet. Excuse me? Game's at 6. I'm going to work out, shower, grab something to eat, and I'm, I'll be there. We may not play. What? What do you mean? Well, the pool is connected to the facility where they play. Mm-hmm. Somebody spilled some chemicals into the pool by mistake trying to clean it. Mm-hmm. Hazmat, shut it down! They had to seal the building. They didn't yeah. know if they would let us in. Brother. I get the call from the conference office. The great Jack Watkins. Two o'clock. All right, all clear. Hazmat just cleared. You're good. Get in the car. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, that, that's a dangerous situation. Yes. Now, we're talking about things that are somewhat humorous, and then you could be Nate Oates at Alabama. Oh, boy. For people Brother. that aren't aware, so his best player is a top five pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Brandon Miller? Yeah. He was outstanding the last game. The they, last game, they cl- he met with the police department again. Mm-hmm. They cleared him of wrongdoing in this case, apparently. He took a laundry basket, allegedly, Mm -hmm. from his place and brought it to another guy. The guy said, bring me the laundry basket, allegedly. Yes. And 
there was a firearm in the laundry basket in the laundry. Mm-hmm. He said, I had no idea. I just brought him the laundry basket. The guy takes the firearm after Brandon Miller's gone and kills somebody. Yep. So are you going to, is he going to play? Is he going to jail? Like all of this was swirling. The police clear him, allow him to play, and he hits the game winner and scores 41, hits the game winner in overtime. Barely getting past South Carolina, so you know that that story lingered over the program. And you got somebody, I think two people died, right? And Nate Oates, the coach, comes out and says something to the effect of, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, the indifference there. Very indifferent. Yeah. Now he's had to apologize. It's a firestorm. Yeah, it's, it's That's something. the world of college basketball. So, but so there's the hazmat suit and then me almost falling on my face on a six-hour you know, bus trip. And then there's Nate Oates and there's actual real life. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the world of college athletics. There's no question about that. It's crazy. So I'm off the bus, Jay Moore. I'm, I'm, I'm back now. <laughs> it's like, but it was a long trip, that's for sure. So... You know, here's something that we don't cover very often. We talk about the individual player, but we don't cover the team as often as much, you know, as, as much as we do because, well, we want to keep listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. But we know that over there on the west side, there's at least two Hall of Famers that we know of that's still part of the team. Mm-hmm. That's Jonathan Taze, who we reported on this week, and he's still going through his uh, Probably issues. Probably done for the season. Yeah, his health issues is very tough. And then there's Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is a guy that Cap has said many times feels like he is the greatest American-born player that we've seen in hockey. That really says a lot about the sport of hockey, which Patrick Kane, in a Blackhawk sweater, it could be the greatest American hockey player that we've ever seen. But there's a possibility that after three Stanley Cups and all the great moments that he's given us, it's a possibility that he could be moved. Well, the trade deadline is the 3rd of March. That's next week. Mm-hmm. That's next Friday. There is a very strong chance, not telling you it's done, very strong chance that this is the last show you and I will do with Patrick Kane as a member of the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. There is a very realistic possibility that Patrick Kane is getting traded this weekend. Now, uh, Shea's working on some audio from Pierre Lebrun. Mm-hmm. He's going to listen to it and see if there's any latest news. But reportedly... He, since he has a no-movement clause, he's driving the bus, Patrick Kane is. Mm-hmm. Like, most jobs, okay, we don't want you guys hosting that show, or we don't want you selling insurance. You're out. Patrick Kane has all the cards. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Kane very easily can say to them, I ain't going anywhere. Sorry. Good luck to you. And I'm a free agent this, win- this summer, and I'm going to go somewhere else. And they get nothing. Mm-hmm. But he's a good guy, and he wants to be good to the organization, and he'd like to win another ring. If you guys feel that you're better without me here and you can get something, I want to help you out. But he's made it clear through his, uh, his agents that he is only going to give them one team. And he's not going to go, well, I'll look at Ottawa and Vancouver and Tampa and Florida and San Jose. No. I'm going to give you one team. Kind of cuts your negotiating power down. Yep. Uh I want to go reportedly to the Rangers yes. to play with Artemi Panarin, who used to be on the Hawks. It's a, it's a team that we uh, speculated on earlier this week that it was either them or Toronto, I think I said, that right. there was Rangers. But I know through the New York papers that they were very hot on Patrick Kane, and rightfully so. Okay, so there is a question that we want to ask, because we don't talk hockey. We leave that to Waddle and Sylvie. They're the hockey experts on the station. What's that? Go ahead. Is Patrick Kane the greatest Chicago athlete of the 21st century? 
Well, that uh, that says a lot here. I mean, Patrick Kane is definitely in the team photo. Well, you've had three Stanley Cups, yeah, a Cubs World Series, a White Sox World Series. You've had Derrick Rose and the Bulls get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You've had DeMar DeRozan go to back-to-back All-Star games. You've had Zach Levine go to the All-Star game and play on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. The Bears have had their share of Brian Erlacher to the Hall of Fame. Olin Krutz, Peanut, Tillman, Lance Briggs all may get to the Hall of Fame. Khalil Mack will go to the Hall of Fame, was here for a brief amount of time. I don't know, man. Is Patrick Kane the best athlete since the year 2000 in this city? So, Shay, let's open the phone lines on that. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Whether you're into hockey or not, you have to respect the athlete. And that is Patrick Kane because he, along with Jonathan Taves, Joel Quinville, uh, Marion Hossa, and others, were able to give us three Stanley Cup championships. Again, no one will ever redefine sports for me to tell me that championships don't matter or playoffs don't matter. Yes, because we don't see a lot of it in this city, it's great to be able to see championships. We saw three Stanley Cups. And so Patrick Kane was um, the tip of the spear for all of this for the Chicago Blackhawks. So when we say, is Patrick Kane the greatest Chicago athlete in the 21st century? If we say Patrick Kane, can you beat that? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. We say 21st century starts from 2000 to where we are right now. If Kane is not the best, who is the best over the last 23 years in this town? Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you, still to come, we'll hear from Jesse Rogers from the desert, the latest on the Cubs and the White Sox. Now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shane Orley. Shane. Snore it up. Let's go. Rock and roll, baby. Good I'm morning, excited. boys. What are, you, what are you so happy about, Kaplan? I'm going to Chapel Hill today. Yeah? Yep. Say a prayer for me. That's going to be great. Going to Chapel, that's good. Chapel Hill, North huh? Carolina. Where is it? North Carolina. Who's playing there? The University of Virginia Cavaliers uh-huh. and the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's good. You kept the records away from your son, said, no, no, that team, that game's going to be terrible. Virginia was seventh in the country. Exactly. But this style of basketball makes you go to sleep. You know that. Packing it in, four corners, defense. Oh, God. And the final, Virginia wins it, 47-44. You want that? Do you think Carolina's getting 44 points? <laughs> Carolina's down and Virginia's boring. But good luck, though. It's an experience nonetheless. Thank you. Here's Shane Orlin. All right, speaking of basketball, Patrick Beverly will debut tonight for the Bulls. He reportedly had some words. Well, not reportedly. He said some words to Zach Levine, and we have him here. Let's take a listen. You know, I seen today, you know, a lot of shots you got to kind of hesitate. You know, I told him your job here is not to pass at all. We don't need you to pass. We need you to put the ball in the hole, in the hole at elite level. And, uh, and that's my job to keep preaching on that, keep harping on that. And uh, the ones who want to be great, they respond well to it. Uh, Shea Gilders, Alexander, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I'll play with James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I can get in their face and tell them, hey, man, put the ball in the basket. They respond well. And the guys who don't, you know, are, aren't the greats. You know, so uh, I'm excited for that challenge. And I know he is also. Mm. Your job is not to pass the ball. Shot or no shot, this is exactly what Levine needs to hear from Pat Bev. 
Well, that's a shot. And I'm going to tell Bulls fans right now, whatever the one-loss record is, get your popcorn ready. It's Pat Bev. Chicago Zone is back in town. Get your popcorn ready. No, me, I'm going to be on Zach with being ass. This will be very interesting to see for the first time in, God, what, Cap? Almost a calendar year to see a real lead guard out there, a veteran lead guard. You had Lonzo Ball for a while, and then, of course, he went down with injury. This is a point guard that's going to try to make others better. Let's see how it works. You know what would be really cool? When he becomes the head coach. Pat? Pat Beverly will be a head coach in the league at some point. I'm not saying here. He'll be a head coach. He, and he'll be wildly entertaining. We will see. Bring I, it on. I think that that is exactly what I think Bulls fans want to hear for the rest of the stretch here. I, I don't know how the season's going to go. But with Pat Bev on it, there's a reason why that Pat's been on a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, words out his welcome quickly because he wears on teams. And it's all leadership. It's all in love. But the modern player doesn't want to hear that, quite frankly. Right. They just don't. You wonder, like, Pat Bev's coming to the Bulls. Why? And why was he on the bottom shelf? Now well, there's a reason why. You see he wasn't scooped up quickly. Okay. There's a reason. He's almost at the end of his rope. He's almost done. I think some don't like that temperament either, though. They don't want to hear. Like, players, if they're going to lose, they don't want to hear about it in the locker room. Correct. Did today's player? Absolutely not. But So, we'll watch. I'll be very interested to see. Let's go. Okay. All right, let's stick with the Bulls for a moment. Our very own Sylvie right here at this station. Right. I'm waddling Sylvie. He has said the Bulls have been such a glaring disappointment this season that they're actually a, quote, hate watch. Shot or no shot, you are hate watching the Bulls. That's a no shot. No shot. I understand what he's intimating there. Yes, I do too. But, like, tonight I'll be out of town with my son. We're going to go to dinner. He said, Dad... Bring your iPad. I want to watch the Bulls game tonight. Patrick Beverly's making his debut. I'm not going to hate watch it. I want the Bulls to win. We're going to watch the game. We'll have a good time watching said game. But I'm absolutely not hate watching. Am I disappointed in my team? Wildly. Because we have an overmatched front office who put a bad roster together. Having said that, the Bulls will beat the Nets tonight. At least they should. I if I I don't have a money money on the game, but yeah. if I did, I would bet the Bulls to win the game. You better lock that in before you get on the plane, pal. What's the betting situation in North Carolina? I don't know. Get it in now. Shay, do they have legalized sports gambling in North Carolina? I don't believe so. I have a friend who lives in Charlotte who always asks me to place bets for him at uh, legals, and I better lock it in before we Cap. go wheels up. Yeah, you better get that done now, because you you know how miserable you'll be. Like. Here we go, Brett. Got to put together. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't work. We're geolocated out of the state. <laughs> Dad, why didn't you put your bet? Then he's going to start leaning on you. He's going to start criticizing you for not getting the job Dad, done. you should have had Vucevic for a double-double. Yeah. See? That's what's going to happen, Cap. So lock it in now. Okay. Bulls beat Brooklyn tonight. At least they should. They should. It is legal, but you have to go to a brick-and-mortar, Kaplan. He's not doing Get that. Get a little blackjack in, take Brett to the casino, have a nice time. Cap's not doing that. Is there a casino in Chapel Hill? I doubt it. I would doubt it. Be the party city. You would think with that program that should have been. <laughs> you think it should have been something like that around the campus? Right. Uh, so, yeah, so um, hate watch. Well, from his viewpoint, maybe that is the case, Cap. I would say a shot from his standpoint, not from mine. 
I'm watching the league. It's more so than the Bulls. I'm watching the entire league. Like, I'm excited to watch Patrick Beverly play tonight, and I want the Bulls to win. I am not hate-watching them. No, I disagree with with uh, Mark there. I, I would say, for me, it's not a hate-watch. It's just I'm observing with one of the lowly teams in the East is doing right now and see if they can be able to pull the nose up on this thing with Patrick Beverly being the lead guard. They've been slip-sliding, though. They've lost against Memphis, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Orlando, Indiana, Milwaukee, right into the All-Star break. Who do they have to? They play again tomorrow, right? They play Sunday against Sunday. Washington. That's okay. It. That's Bo- not easy either. The Bulls will win both games. Is the Washington game here or there? Uh, back-to-back home games for the Bulls. Bulls will go 2-0 and this weekend. When we come in Monday morning... They'll be 1-1. One and one. They will be 2-0. and Kiss of death right here. 0-2, <laughs> maybe. 2-0. and the cooler, the cooler is next to me, so that's gonna, that means 1-1. One and one. In fact... That's right. I will tell you guys this right now. Okay, Cap. If they are not 2-0, and we come in here Monday... You will. I'm picking up the check at St. Elmo's Tuesday night for dinner. Okay. Danny's going to be watching these games with immense interest now. But if they are 2-0, and oh, baby, bring the wine list and not the regular wine list. Get us the other wine list because it's going on the Carmazon like, This account. is what's going to happen. And now the Bulls are going to go 2-0. Cap's going to limit us to just sides. We aren't even going to be able to get steaks. <laughs> We're going to share sides. You're going to pay through the nose if that's not the case, pal. If they're not 2-0. and Shay. All right, Jeff Darlington had some new reporting conflicted with what we've been hearing out of Green Bay regarding Puxatani Rogers' future with the team. Listen to this. I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. There's another bit of information, and that is the impeccably sourced uh, report from Diana Rossini talking about that the Jets told Derek Carr in his meeting that they believe that with the Jets, he will be a Hall of Famer. Okay? If that's not just total BS, if they're just not trying to inflate him, which maybe that is the case... Go sign Derek Carr right now. All right, so focusing on the Rodgers portion of that, that they they want him back in Green Bay. Shot or no shot? The will he, won't he storyline that is now three years running with Aaron Rodgers every offseason is the most annoying story in sports. The most annoying in sports. Uh, No, because I'm amused by it. I am going to say no shot. It is not the most annoying in sports. Couldn't disagree more. The last three years, it's been the same thing, Cap. Will, will he or won't he? It's gotta, if it's not annoying to you, it definitely is to Packers fans because they don't know what direction the team is going in. And also, it's, it should be annoying to you as a Bears fan because if Rodgers is not here, that increases the chances of the Bears being able to win more games. I would agree with that. Because whatever you think of Jordan Love... I could just stand here and just tell you, I don't know if Jordan Love's any good or not. I know that's the great unknown. But with Rodgers out, I don't see 0-2 against the Packers. If he's not part of the Packers, then I don't see the Bears going 0-2. 1-1 maybe, but not 0-2. Agreed. And if you do go 0-2 against Jordan Love, man, that's not a good sign. <laughs> right? Correct. This is not a good sign. So I would. it's annoying to me, yes, because this guy can not decide whether or not he wants to stay with the Packers, retire, or go someplace else. He's just holding the... See, here's the thing. 
If he was an NBA player, you'd be all over him. Why can't this guy decide what he wants to do? Holding up the organization. But Aaron Rodgers, because you want to have dinner with Aaron Rodgers. You want to have a conversation one-on-one with Aaron Rodgers. I do. That's why you find him interesting. But if that was an NBA player, you if that was Kyrie, you'd be all over him this morning. You would be. It's probably a fair fair assessment. What do you mean fair? It's true. That's what I just said. No, not more than fair. Hey, hey, b- back off there, Sparky. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. All right. All right. Just so I don't, I got a nice clear path. I'm moving the chair out of the way. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that. That's, that's <laughs> a, little, a little blocker right there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on your side. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I, well, I got a nice clear path, moving the chair out the way to come after you. That's what I, I'm going to do. I agree with you. If it was Kyrie, I would probably be crushing the guy. No question. Aaron amuses me. Holding up the organization like that, though, Cap. I mean, he might come back and haunt us again and, and, and own us again for another two games. That's why it bothers me. This other side, though, intrigues me, Shay. I know that's not where you're going to go. But you meant Der- Derek Carr. When you say Derek Carr Hall of Fame, let's break it down. And That's Dar- what he said. That was Darlington, right? Yeah. Darlington didn't get it accurate. Diana Rossini reported the Jets told Derek Carr he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, that's BS. If he played with the Jets. Well, this is what I told JP yesterday when he was in for you. Jared Payton was in for you, Hoodie. I love JP. Was, what are they going to tell him? You blow? And like, if they're making an overture to sign a quarterback, they're going to tell him he's going to be wildly successful. They're not going to go, well, we don't know about your future, but we'd like it to be here. They're going to tell you, yeah, we think you could be a Hall of Famer if you join this team. Yeah, I don't think you go to that level. I don't think the Bears are going to bring Orlando Brown in for a visit in free agency and go, yeah, we see Anthony Munoz written all over you, the greatest offense on there. Oh, we just think you're okay. We want you on the team because well, we think you're a, a, Shea, a decent player. Shay, there's a, a gulf. It's... The best first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You're just okay. How about we think you're a really damn good football player that fits into what we're doing? You don't have to tell me he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's just a way overreach. Way overreach. One of my favorite sites, and, and Shay's going to learn this, and because Cap, Cap already knows Pro Football Reference, right? Yep. So yeah, you type in and you type in um, uh, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. First name comes up as far as career accomplishments. Similar numbers, Andy Dalton. Oh, God. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. Followed by Ken O'Brien, Ryan Tannehill, Ron Jaworski, Kirk Cousins, Jim Everett, Phil Sims, John Kitna, Tony Romo, Brian Sipe. How many Hall of Famers did I name there? Zero. Zippo. Now they're saying Garrett Wilson. Uh, who's their other star receiver? For Oh, for the Jets? Yes. They have another star receiver. Who's the other star receiver, Shay? They got two. Well, you have, have no life. You only Corey have Davis. Okay, they have Brees Hall's coming they back. Got Elijah Moore. I mean, they've got players, but. they got a good offensive line. they got an excellent defense. They are ready to take another step. So that's what they're trying to sell him on. Hey, man, we're going to win for the first time in a long time, and you are going to get the shine. I think Carr can get the Jets on the right trajectory. I do. I think he's a very good quarterback. His defense around him was bad with the Raiders. Take a look at the numbers. Tell me I'm, I'm wrong. I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. The Raiders' defense wasn't very good. Agreed. He kept trying to fight from underneath all the time on those Raiders. games. It was also games. an effed-up organization. No question. 
Uh, we got around the NFL that's coming up next. Jesse Rogers from the desert at 835. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I won't win it. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Are you riding to work? It's Cap and J. Hood with you. I'd like to remind you that Greeny comes your way from 10 to noon, followed by Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6. Bleck and Abdallah, 6 to 8 into the ads couple with Carm and Mike North. Right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. By the way, I got a bunch of people reaching out, so just a fast update. My son had emergency surgery yesterday as the show was beginning. Yeah. I get the call from my daughter-in-law. Uh, Nick's in the hospital. He has appendicitis. He's A-OK. He was released late last night. They did it laparoscopically. All is good. So thank you for all the concern. Here's Appreciate Shay asking. Shay? Oh. I asked. Pre-show. I know. I'm kidding you. He did. This guy, I mean... <laughs> Bus driver Kaplan just put me in the middle of the freeway and run me down. Jay Moore didn't. But go ahead. What are you doing? Here's Shay Norley. Shay? <laughs> Got two guys back here working our asses off. Think this show sounds good. This guy just turns around and slaps us both across oh! the face. Working your asses off. You're doing your job. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's get started with the uh, greatest of all time. Because there's, there's going to be a meeting. Go ahead, Hoodie. I think I think we saw this coming. The rumor mill is swirling around Tom Brady. Yeah. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, acknowledged that Brady said on his Let's Go podcast he thinks he can still play. Now's just the time to stop. Well, now Ben Volan, Patriots writer who's very plugged in, has been writing about Brady could be bringing his cap hit down. He'll have $35 million come off of his cap hit when he becomes a free agent in March. Mike Florio says the retirement letter he issued is worth, quote, jack diddly squat. There is a lot of talk about a 49ers overture that could bring Tom Brady out of retirement a second time. There's no shot this guy's doing this again. No shot. Because then he becomes a cartoon character. He goes from the goat to, that guy's a clown. That Seriously. You mean like Sugar Ray Leonard or like some of these UFC fighters that always say I'm retiring, then come back? No, because that's not Tom Brady. That's different. It's not? Sugar Ray Leonard? One of the greatest of all time? He's great. He's awesome. I loved him. He just retired like four or five times though when he was boxing. That was different. That's different. This is different. This is different. Tom Brady. He becomes a cartoon character if he comes back again. Yeah, what about the video from the beach? Now we got to erase that and him be back in the uniform. What about the beach right, that video? That dude selling that sand he stood on for $99,000 on whatever it was, Craigslist. Good try. eBay. Give that sand a whiff. That's the selling point. You give that a whiff, you can still smell Tom Brady's ass. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you right now, Tom Brady's not coming back. I think that's it. I think that... He got a, a taste of it, and now he just has to work his way out. I think the smartest thing for him is taking that year off. He's not going to go right into the booth. He'll take a year, won't he? And then he'll, he'll relax, be with his kids. Yeah. 
handle his business interests, the Brady brand, all that stuff. Yeah, so I think that that's actually good for him to be able to stay away from football, see what it's like, and then maybe take that Fox job. He's got more money than God. He doesn't necessarily have to do it, but it keeps him involved in the game. Mm-hmm. All right, Che, what else do we have? A report came out on The Athletic this morning that is fascinating about the breakup between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Russell Wilson apparently wanted to convince the team to fire both Pete Carroll and John Schneider, saying he didn't believe in the overall direction of the team. He didn't believe in the offense. Uh, He also had a replacement in mind, Sean Payton. Hmm. Well, you know, it's amazing how this works, right? You have a successful organization. You get you knocked it, knock it down one time with a, a championship, right, Cap, with Seattle? One championship? One championship and then the one where he got picked off by Malcolm Butler. Okay. You're in the mix, though, and the window was wide open for Seattle. That's correct. If you ask someone who is a top five coach in the NFL, someone would say that Pete Carroll would be in that top five because of his tenure in the NFL, his success. When someone says, give me a top five front office, they'd, they'd choose Seattle, John Schneider, what they've been able to do. New stadium, you know, great fans, all that. The culture is right in Seattle. And then might be going in the wrong direction now because Russ is not there. But even without Russ, they still made the playoffs. So for Russell Wilson to suggest, yeah, both Carol and Schneider need to be to go, good on the ownership to say, yeah, actually, you can go. Actually, you can go. Thank goodness. Like, we're giving Ryan Pace deservedly so praise for getting Justin. He and Matt look like they got that right. Dude, a year earlier, or the same offseason, they were trying to get Russell Wilson. Imagine what they would have paid for that. Yep. Thank goodness that guy's not here. And again, it, you know, ego aside, temperament aside, it's just the player. You're getting diminishing returns because he's a veteran player. Am I right or wrong about that? You're right. With Russell Wilson. And, I, yeah. Supposedly it. A D-bag to deal with. Oh, sure. Sure. That's sports anyway. That's sports and that's life. You're going to deal with people that you don't want to deal with. People you don't want to talk to. But if they're productive, you can deal with it. Again, some don't care about culture. They just care about results and Correct. production. Correct. And, so, and for Russell Wilson, Shay, that's just diminishing returns. And it, like, Sean Payton is there. That's why the Payton thing was so weird. Like, are you sure you want this job? How many good years does Russell Wilson have? Because if you are Sean Payton, you're only in it because you think you can win a championship. You sure you can get something out of that? Can you get one more drop out of Russell Wilson? Are you sure? Right, and if this report's true, I mean, the two of them are, you know, star, star-crossed lovers that have finally found an ability to work together. We'll see if it pays off. In the article, it does cite a lawyer uh, for Wilson wrote a letter to the Athletic characterizing the assertion that Wilson called for Carroll's and Schneider's firing as, quote, entirely fabricated. However, the Athletic did speak to more than 15 Broncos players, coaches, and staffers, granted them anonymity to speak freely about sensitive topics, and the uh, interviews were pretty concise. A first-time head coach who was too accommodating, an inexperienced coaching staff around him, and a star quarterback who failed to live up to expectations after being handed what he wanted. Peyton to the Broncos feels like Pinella to the Cubs or Oliver Pinnell to the DePaul Blue Demons. It does. I get it. It feels like a money grab. Honey, I'm going to get one more payday. Doesn't work out. We'll live in Denver. We'll enjoy our time, eat some good food, and get out of here. Now, when I said that he was, if he was the Bears coach, no. Because I would say, hey, there's a young quarterback he can mold and shape. Russell Wilson? 
You better hope this is Manning at the end. I love. You the, better hope. I love the press conference when they said, uh, "Are you going to allow private coaches in the facility?" What? Uh, I was unaware of that, but no, that won't happen here. That's fine, but what? Where are you going? That's the question. If it was here, I wouldn't feel that way. I wouldn't feel it's a money grab. I wouldn't feel like it's John Fox. I would not. I would say, hmm, he's working with a young quarterback. He's going to get fields right. His offense is going to start humming. Right. Foxy felt like a money grab. But this is Purnell taking the last bit of money he could from DePaul. Well, just to piggyback off what yes. you're talking about, Golden too. Golden parachute. <laughs> Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, Heisman winner, expected to be the number one pick in next year's draft, 2024. I did an interview with people of all places, and one of the quotes that stood out was, he wants to play somewhere with a young coach. He want, he cited the Dolphins. That probably won't happen because they're too talented because they have Mike McDaniel. They have a smart, young mind running the offense. The Broncos are bringing in the old guard with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. You look around the league, a lot of the old guard coaches are on the way out. It's more Kyle Shanahan, more Sean McVay, more Mike McDaniel. What does that say? Now you have the best quarterback in the in the 2024 draft saying he'd rather play somewhere where the coach is 40 or under. Oh, we need to unpack that a little bit further. That's going to be interesting to see, too. Interesting to see. All right, Shay, can you squeeze in one more? Quickly. Uh, well, we have some Eric Bieniemy com- comments on why he left Kansas City. Let's listen to this. Here's what I say. It's been an amazing 10 years, okay? We've had a great deal of success. Coached a number of great players when I was a position coach. But on top of that, we've had a great deal of success over the past five years, five, five seasons. Comfort can become the enemy of progress, okay? In order to grow, you can't be afraid of accepting different challenges, okay? So this was an opportunity for me to come out and accept a new challenge. Mm-hmm. So I am fired up and excited. It's good. The enemy fired at the end of the next season. Go ahead. I would think if they fired <laughs> Don't Rivera. be laughing, J-Boy. I'm just, it's not about that young brother. I'm talking about I'm in Washington because of that whole situation. It's not so because right. of him. I don't think Rivera is going anywhere. But if he is, and the offense shows signs of life, Eric sleeping with the enemy could be the head coach. Take that. Okay, we don't need the the Berman. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what is this fastest three minutes? Yes, Eric sleeping with the enemy. Is that what you gave me? Yeah. It's not as good as this one, though. That's, I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as, as this one. Give me my board here, uh, Jay Moore. It's not as good as this one right here. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. What? What? It's funny every time. <laughs> it's just, every time that line just hits. Out of his mind. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. Read the slaves, get it? Slaves. Let's go to the highlights. Whopper, whopper, whopper. (laughs) Hey, what was the one, Shay, that you played the other day? Slaves. What was it yesterday? You were here. Slaves, right? We're talking about the slaves. I remember, you know, two black quarterbacks and Abe Lincoln. I mean, you get it, right? They're black. The, what was the one where the guy was showing the women's basketball highlights? And then he goes, all right, now let's get back to real basketball. Oh, yeah. Who was that? That was on SportsCenter. Yes. Okay, that guy needs to be suspended. Who, Chris Berman? No, no, the guy who said the basketball one. Oh, Berman's good, though. That's fine. No, I mean, that that one. Excuse me? He's like Emeritus. He's on the way out. That was just ridiculous what he said. How about that, Shay? Thumbs up on Berman. Can't get him out. He's got tenure. He's, he's been around too long. He's on tenure. 
By the way, you know, two African-American quarterbacks. And last night, me and the wife, Roots, we enjoyed it. It was unbelievable. A great, a great documentary. I love it. Lavar I love Lavar Burton. I, I, I love him. The way he was running, I mean, I, I mean, slaves. It was great. <laughs> People never cease to amaze. No, I mean, this is what it is, man. Chris Berman. Just... Jesse Rogers will join us from the desert. The latest in the Cubs and Sox. That's coming up next. Captain J. Hood, uh, uh, you know, Happy Black History Month, uh, ESPN Chicago. Hey, buddy. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain J. Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Blackhawks made another deal yesterday. No, no, it was Josiah Slavin. He uh, goes Who? to the Josiah Slavin. To know him? Josiah sounds yeah, Amish. Yeah, that's that what it says here. Uh, Blackhawks made another deal yesterday. It was not involving Patrick Kane. They sent a former seventh-round pick, Josiah Slavin, for the Anaheim Ducks forward, Hunter Drew. Kane's still in, in trade talks. We'll keep our eyes on that. We'll see whether or not he's going to be traded between now and March 3rd. ILL, INI, hell of a ball game yesterday against Northwestern. Hell of a game. Illinois picked up a huge win against Northwestern uh, at State Farm Arena. 66-62 was the final. Uh, it was Terrence Shannon that scored 14 in the Illini's final 24 points. Jeff Bezos hired an investment firm to explore a purchase of the Washington Commanders. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time to go to the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. That's where we find Jesse Rogers covering baseball for ESPN at ESPN.com. He joins us here on the Captain J. Hood Morning Show. Good morning, Jess. Boys, good morning. Happy spring training. Games begin today in Arizona. Only two, but then the full, full squad tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Pitch clock starts. The shift is now eliminated. You guys know the rule changes. It's all starting today. And, and Jesse, by the way, broadcasting live from a backfield. Uh, field number four, is that where you are right now? Where are you? Yeah. I'm in Clearwater, Florida, field number four. The Phillies was my stop today. I'm doing 10 camps in 10 days. A lot of ex-Chicago players here. I just talked to Josh Harrison. He gave me a big eye roll uh, talking about the White Sox last season. Um, I talked Mm -hmm. to Schwarber, of course. This is a guy that built a house in Middletown, Ohio, and spends the entire offseason in Ohio. The winter in Ohio, for a guy making $20 a year, I give him credit for doing that. Said hello to Nick Castellanos. He's got a couple kids Schwarber has a one year. It's a lot of a lot of Chicago connections. And Cap, you'll like this. I talked to Trey Turner. Uh-huh. He said the he said the Cubs finished third. He third. Fin- they finished third. Who was they second? They, he said third. They weren't re- uh, necessarily ready to push all in. Is kind of the phrase him and I came up with mm. when it came to the money. He said they finished third. Wait, wait, wait. They weren't ready to push all in. What does that mean? That they offered him. Like a White Sox Machado deal, we'll give you two hundred. Sorry, I'm getting three ten. Or they pushed their chips in; they just weren't all in to win at this moment. No, I think it's the money. I don't think they were willing to go to three hundred million, which is what he got from the Phillies. So, I, hmm. and it, and they probably weren't willing to do that because they weren't necessarily ready to win. But also, maybe they don't want to spend three hundred million; they'd rather spend one seventy seven and still get a 
a good one. So we can so, debate that. So but he, finished, this? he, he I, said the Cubs finished third. I spoke to a sitting general manager, and he doesn't work in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And said general manager said to me, if you gave me the checkbook of my owner and I could sign any free agent, I said, got to be like DeGrom or Verlander or Judge. He said, none of the above. Trey Turner was the best available player in baseball. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, especially with these rule changes. He's going to dominate defensively when you when you need the, an athletic shortstop more than ever. I asked him how many bases he's going to steal. He just gave me a smile. He didn't put a number on it. <laughs> uh, he, he, he could win the MVP in this lineup. He could easily win the MVP in this lineup. And Bryce isn't here for a couple, three months because of his elbow. But this guy is going to probably dominate. I mean, the, the rules... His game was great anyway, and the rules only only play into it. So, yeah, I, I don't doubt that GM at all. Jesse, I know it's still early, but I'd just like to get your, your thoughts on the White Sox depth chart. Is this team, uh, at least on paper, better than the White Sox from last year? Not necessarily, but if they're healthy, they could be better than last year. I don't, I don't see how they're that much better. I do like the Benintendi signing a lot. Um, they're, they're, talent-wise, it's a, it's a similar group. But we know that they can't stay healthy. So I, I don't know if they have enough depth. You talk to people around the league, it, they don't have six, seven, eight starters um, that you'd want. And that's with, with uh, the Clevenger up in the air, which, by the way, I do think uh, the Clevenger situation's going to be resolved before opening day. In fact, I'd say sooner rather than later on Clevenger. So at least they'll have some clarity there. But I don't think they're deep enough there. If they get injured among their position players, I don't think they're deep enough. But if they stay healthy, Jay Hood, I do think it's a talented team that should be able to battle with Minnesota and Cleveland. But that's a big if. They have four key players going to the, going to the WBC. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing. If they stay healthy, it could be a good thing because they lock in. But there's another chance for Luis Robert or Eloy Jimenez to get hurt going to play meaningful games in, in, in March. So a lot of, lot of there's a lot of uncertainty all across the league because of the new rules and the WBC. This is going to be probably the most intense WBC yet. Like many of the best players from all these countries are playing, but it's throwing spring training for a loop and obviously these new rules as well. So if people say, oh, I know exactly how this season is going to play out, no way. Nobody knows. Not with the new rules and, and the WBC. Nico Horner, the press conference this afternoon to announce his extension and uh, Ian Haps is tomorrow. What's the deal? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just that thing, right? I was talking to Schwarber about it because we were talking about Wilson Contreras, who I sat with uh, for about an hour uh, earlier in the week. I'm going to write it up uh, in in a little bit here. Uh, Wilson looks happy, looks comfortable, but, again, another guy that did not sign an extension. God, I'm surprised it hasn't happened with Nico. I'm really surprised. Not so much with half. He's one year away, just had an all-star year. He probably thinks he's way up here, and the Cubs are like, well, maybe prove it again. But I am surprised by Nico, even though he has years to go. I just feel like him and Dansby are cornerstones up the middle. Maybe he wants to be paid more like a shortstop. I don't know exactly what it is, Cap, but it hasn't happened yet, and that is a little surprising. And you just hope that this isn't the reputation maybe Jed's getting, even if he proves out right about Brian and the money, right, and Rizzo and the money. Like, you still need to sign some guys and get over your skis a little bit, maybe overpay for your own guys a little bit. It hasn't happened yet. Um, we'll see over time, you know, who wins out on the Rizzo, Baez, and Bryants of the world. I mean, those guys did not have great years last year other than maybe Rizzo with that short porch. So, Cap, I, it hasn't happened yet. I, I don't expect a Nico extension imminently. That's just my gut feeling. 
That's interesting, Jesse, that you mentioned the World Baseball Classic only in this regard, especially for you gamblers out there listening to our show. If you have a choice between the Astros repeating and the field, you take the field because no matter what's going on with the, with the Astros or the arms races happening with the Dodgers and the Mets and, te- and the Rangers teams are spending a lot, you still think it's wide open to whoever's going to be the next World Series champion. That's how oh, you it's feel? Definitely, yeah, I, it's definitely wide open. Now, it's wide open among about 10 teams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's about 20 that have no chance or maybe 15 that have literally no chance, right? There's the haves and have-nots. We've entered that era I've talked about this before. The Phillies are loaded. I was at the Mets yesterday. I mean, I'm I'm seeing Verlander and Scherzer right next to each other, lockering. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. Pete Alonso, Lindor, it's just one guy after another after another. Houston, I was there three days ago, stacked, but it's hard to repeat. They've made the playoffs six straight years, which means six straight short off seasons. Um, it's tough. They already have an injury to Lance McCullers. Jordan Alvarez is hurting a little bit. They're sending guys to the WBC. Um, so, yeah, Jay Hood, I think it is wide open. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Seattle Mariners make some some leap. But there's about 10 teams, and you can you can make a case for any of them. You really could. And then there's about 16 or so that you could say no chance, no way at all. And then there's a few in the middle, like just to make the playoffs. The Cubs are kind of in the middle. The White Sox are a little bit in the middle. You can look at best-case scenarios, worst-case scenarios. But in terms of winning it all, I think there's a large group, and you could you could choose Houston, the Dodgers, Padres, obviously, the Mets, Yan- uh, Mets, Yankees, Braves, Phillies. Any of those teams could win the World Series. Hey, before we let you go, because we're just about out of time, yeah, I want to go back to Clevenger for a minute. He, uh, yesterday, Grafal was not even asked about the first player he talked about. Oh, Clevenger had a really good side session. Ball was coming out of his hand really well. This dude's going to be in the rotation, and you said we should have clarity before opening day. It sounds to me, again, I have no intel. It sounds to me like he's going to get exonerated here, right? Yeah, there's, nobody has any real intel. Let me just say that. It's, this, this is stuff that, they, that are, they're pretty, but pretty buttoned up about it. But if you put me on the spot, I would say, yes, he will be on that opening day roster. Again, that's just an educated guess. I think we'll know one way or another before opening day. But, yes, I think... And, and look, if you're Grafal, you have to act like he is until he isn't, right? You can't just, like, sit him out until they decide uh, uh, his fate. He's got to prepare. And if he's on the roster, he'll pitch game four or five or whatever. And if not, they'll go to Davis Martin. But, yes, I agree with you. I think if you ask me one way or another, I think he will be on that opening day roster and not suspended. Jesse, as always, we appreciate your time. And uh, keep in mind that Cap's favorite owner now is Cohen from the Mets. He wants to trade Ricketts for Cohen. Because uh, way he's a, a big time spender, he isn't wants, he everyone's favorite I'm owner at, right now? I'm actually <laughs> looking for Joe Lacob or Matt Ishbia. Yeah, okay. Give me, give me the guy that's going to spend through the nose and does not care. Co- Cohen uh, Lacob doesn't Steve care. Cohen. No, Cohen. We're talking, we're talking baseball. Okay, just I was taking any owner, dropping him. You in. want Cohen as your guy now? I'll take you because you, you want to trade Turner. Yes. See, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, man. Can't take the money with you, Tom. Thank you, Jesse. Jerry. All right. Enjoy the pitch clock, boys. (laughs) It's Jesse Rogers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And he's with us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Thunder clatter. (laughs) Thunder clatter. clatter. Boom, boom, boom. Your chance at the tip-off madness tickets. You want to go? We'll tell you how you can do that next on Cap'n J Hood.